Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we are doing Cultural Differences Part 3 because there are always so many. The differences just do not stop. Yes. We just, come on guys, we, like we want to stop, but we can't. We can't. We can't do it. There's no end to the differences between the US and Germany. I'm, I'm sure there is an end. Well, let's let's dive in. Maybe we'll find the we'll end find today. The end. Well, you guys want to come along with us? Let's see if we find. <laughs> let's go on a let's, journey. Let's find the end. Let's go. Okay. And once again, today's episode is brought to you by all of you. Yes. Uh, recently, we've received some amazing donations. And, you know, there's no way to properly thank all of you. You all know who you are, who have sent us uh, donations in the past week. Thank you again. It helps us to keep going, pay for all of our expenses, and, you know, just keep the wheels and the gears lubricated, if you will. So Keep them turning. Yes. Again, th thank you so much, everybody. We really, we really do appreciate it. Yeah. We cannot do things without you. You are the best fans. Yes. I think so in the whole world. I mean, you guys just are always just too not like we like a nice level that we do not deserve. I don't think, but no, I don't think we deserve it either. So it's surprising when we get um, messages and donations and things. I really don't expect to ever receive that. We're just two guys in a room talking into microphones, so uh, you know it's it's a surprise every time. Yeah. But, uh, but let's dive into episode sixty-three. Sixty-three. Here we go. Yes. Now we're gonna start with the usual news and bits. Let's go. Yes, so the first one is a, a specific thank you to uh, Satina Hines and Yen or Jen Travel 92. <laughs> Can you not read the simple name like well, Jen? Well, I'm thinking German. But is that a name? Yen? Jens is a name. But Yen? Okay. Yen Travel in English? Yenny. You know what? Uh, <laughs> and thank you, Jen Travel 92, for the thoughtful five star reviews. We looked at them the other day. And uh, yeah, they're super sweet. So thank you so much for those awesome reviews. Yes, thank you guys. And all of you, if you at least if you live in Berlin or in Germany, you probably already know yeah. that the uh, Berlin Mietendeckel, which was a, a new law that put a rent freeze and on uh, all Berlin apartments and dropped the rent for a lot of people in Berlin. Pretty significantly too for some people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A few hundred euro for some people. That law was declared unconstitutional last right. week. So um, anybody who did save money over the past few months now has to, at least in most cases, has to pay that money back to their landlords. Some landlords were nice and have waived it, but I'd say 75% still want that money back. Be because they're landlords. Naturally. Um, so um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a blow for a lot of people. Like yeah. people were excited because they thought, you know, here's finally an answer to the problem of the rising rents in Berlin. Now, just for context, you know, Berlin is still cheaper than your New Yorks, your San Francisco's, your Paris's, etc. Yeah. It's not what I would call an expensive city apartment wise. It's just over the years, it has grown significantly where the job um the uh job payments have not gone up yeah, the salaries the salaries been, that's the word <laughs> salaries have not, have not gone up with the uh cost of <laughs> in living. relation to cost of living yeah. wow this is gonna be a hard episode to struggle through right now for oh me. good lord oh good lord um yeah so that's dead that sucks um and it's, it's also really hurts a lot of people you know especially right now during during nothing actually jeff <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, just, I mean, in normal life, like what I, I would love for my rent to be reduced, you know, but um, it is what it is. And now Berlin or the government have to find some other solution because the problem's not going away. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, hope, I mean, hopefully they'll come up with an actual real solution that'll work and not just 
making apartments not available anymore, which this did. There's a lot of pros and cons to it. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, and it definitely was not a long-term solution anyway, so. Yeah, and I, I think it, it wasn't properly thought out, the law. No, it like, definitely wasn't. It had good intentions, but it, it had negative consequences in the housing market as well. Right. That's gone. Sorry for everyone who loved it, including, you know, us, but it's gone. Yeah. Speaking of news, if you would like to read news about Germany in an easily digestible way, there's this really cool app called uh, News Brief, and they kind of have um, articles that you can read within something like a minute or two minutes. Yeah, each... It's kind of cool. We, we found out about it recently in the past few weeks yes. uh, where each article is a maximum of 70 words. So they give you just the very quick summary of each article of each like kind of news event but if you want to you can click on it i think and you get uh, expanded but but it's kind of a nice quick way to if you live in germany or i think also works in france and a few other countries, countries too to pick up your your news and in english of course yeah right it's, it's great if you're going to a dinner party and you want to sound like you know what's going on in the world read a few articles right there real quick and you got yeah. a bunch of anecdotes to talk about just pray that there's no follow-up questions because uh, you only know about three sentences worth so keep, right. so keep it brief you know actually bring it up then you know quickly go to the bathroom and hopefully the subject will change by the time you get back you know so keep it brief yeah keep it brief news brief news brief <laughs> <laughs> we're not sponsored by them by the way no we're not yeah it's just, it's, it's just a cool app yeah that'd be helpful and what else jeff actually i was about to say as all you know but maybe some of you in the u.s do not now Angela Merkel, who is the chancellor of Germany. Mutti, everyone calls her. Who's been the chancellor for 16 16 years. 16 years. Keeps getting um, reelected there. Uh, She will be leaving office this Mm. September, finally. Crazy. And so, of course, there's elections coming up. And one kind of surprise is, you know, so many of you maybe don't know about elections in Germany, but unlike in the U.S., it's not it's not a two party system here. There's many different parties. There's right. even something called the Pirate Party and all this kind of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the Green Party, which has been historically a minority uh, party, has recently actually become uh, the most uh, by polling the most popular party yeah. in Germany in, in very quick time as well. And so they've just chosen their choice for chancellor, uh, who and his name is. Annalena Baerbock. Yeah, and Annalena this, Baerbock. And this is the first time they've ever chosen a chancellor to uh, to be there. They've never done it before because they've always had way small uh, seating in parliament. If they've even been in parliament, to be honest. Yeah, and um, um, yeah. So in the, in the U.S., as you know, you vote for a specific president that you want. In right. Germany, it's not that way. You vote for a party, and then the party installs the chancellor that they choose. So you right. you actually don't choose who is the president, quote-unquote, you choose the party to win, and then they choose uh, somebody to represent that party as the chancellor. And then the party that wins is usually the one that has the majority of the votes, not more than 50% as that majority. So they could have 30% of the votes, and then everything else is split up between the other 10 parties. As long as you have more than as everyone long else. As you have majority. Then- and then coalitions are made. It's a very interesting system that I think uh, can work really well. It can also add a lot of extra red tape because everyone's discussing things but that's also in my opinion a good thing mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a cool system if you want to learn more about it I'd recommend really read a Wikipedia page about it or something like that it's, I think it's it's a cool system I like it absolutely yeah Yeah. so anyways Jeff um, how are you doing how are, how are things with uh, with your world at the moment I know last week nothing was new is anything new this week unfortunately uh, I was thinking a minute ago yeah I can't really think of the thing is it sounds like I don't do anything I do stuff I just do you do stuff is there anything um, worth mentioning not a whole lot uh, <laughs> I think I mentioned my girlfriend's bicycle was stolen recently right, right. and uh, finally got the, the claim went through got the money from the insurance company so that all worked Wonderful. out 
she was able to go buy a new, a new, not only a, a new bike as in a new bike, but right. it was actually a brand new, it was, I think her, her first brand new bike she ever bought. Fantastic. And found one for a really good price and it's a sleek, sexy biatch. Nice. Yeah. She yeah. deserves a nice bike. Good for her. Yeah. Happy for her. Of course. Now it's like, you know, when you see all these used bikes getting stolen, once you have a new bike, you have to be very careful. Terrifying. Yeah. But getting a new bike is always terrifying. Yeah. But it's like, you're like, I deserve, like, I don't want to have to ride a shitty bike my whole life. So, right. but it just means, okay, now I have to really watch where I put it and what I do with it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very cautious of my bike, even though it's not new, it's actually an older bike from like the eighties, but I love it. And, um, yeah, I, I try not to park it anywhere where I can't see it. Cause it gets you nervous. Someone's going to steal it. Yeah. Uh, big problem here in Berlin in case any, you know, if no one's moving here, bikes get stolen a lot. It happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah. So how are you? How are you these days? Yeah, again, enough about me, I, right? Um, again, yeah, nothing really has happened. I went to the skin doctor, so that was exciting. Did you just like strip down naked and like in the middle of a really large room with like a like a like a circle of doctors around you? Kind of just like I was looking like, wow, what a perfect specimen of a human. <laughs> no, I just went in to just get a little, a little checkup, make sure I have no melanoma, and I do not. So. I would recommend all of you, you know, once in a while, get those moles checked. If get you those got, moles if you checked. Got some everyone. weird moles, get them checked out. PSA, get your moles checked. Yeah, it's a good yeah. idea. Can't hurt. No, can't hurt. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. And plus, if you know, then you're like, hey, I'm good for a while, you know. Yeah. You know what else? Hope is good for a while. This wonderful whiskey we have right here in my hands. Ooh, what do we have today? It looks pretty classy. Today, again, we're going around the world and we're taking a little stop, a little detour to Belgium. Ooh. As we're heading back to, uh, to our homeland of Germany. <laughs> Um, and this is a called Belgian Owl, Belgian single malt whiskey, uh, first fill bourbon casks, 36 months aged and 46% alcohol. And it actually has a very similar looking bottle as last week's bottle in a way. Very clean cut lines. Oh, the shape, yeah. The shape, yeah. Uh, and the whiskey itself, look at that color. It's a very um, light colored yellow, like a, like a typical Japanese, these Japanese whiskeys yes, yeah. are very uh, light yellow whereas typically uh whiskey's more of a darker kind of amber we say the word amber way too much on this amber. on this podcast but amber that's the best way to describe it this is a much more lighter urine <laughs> color <laughs> light urine color i mean i would say it looks a bit like uh white wine but i'm gonna go with urine it looks like urine I, sh- I shouldn't have said urine go take a wee wee okay. you'll know what this whiskey looks like yeah. if you're semi-dehydrated but i'm excited it apparently won some awards uh european yeah. european whiskey awards and so and, but but i hate to put any pressure on it you know let's no, we don't want to let's just shake its hands and see what happens i'm, I'm putting a bit of pressure on it because uh, i did not enjoy last week's whiskey so i'd like to enjoy this one and it's a young whiskey did you mention yeah it's 36 i, I mean it's 36 months so three years pretty young and the distillery is also fairly young as well and all of the water that they use for this whiskey is actually taken from a well on the distillery grounds that's 36 meters deep which is pretty cool very cool and all the barley is also on distillery grounds as well so it's like super local to the distillery which i find really cool nothing's imported except for the the stills which are um scottish speyside oh yeah but didn't you say they were the the stills were from the 1800s or the stills are old yeah um, shipped across the uh, shipped across the ocean there the ocean there yeah yeah um yeah enough talk just open her up let's do it Cute little pop. Yeah, it was it was okay. Mm. There you go, sir. Mm, nice aroma. Ooh. Would you say, Jeff, that it has an amber aroma? Amber. No, because that's a color. True. All right. Well, uh, well, let me smell too. 
What do you think? It smells it good. Smell good. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, see, that's good. That I like. That has a, actually for a three-year-old. That's a very strong flavor. It is. It's got it's, a nice. That's burn. good. Yeah, a deeper flavor. If that makes sense. Mm. And my nose complex, complex, as, Comple- mm. as these connoisseurs would say, amber, <laughs> very complex, very <laughs> complex amber flavor. I'm really getting an amber flavor. Here. Yes. Mm. Mm. No, but it's 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 really good. Yeah. And again, the the one from last week wasn't a bad whiskey. I just did not like it at all. No, my, my tongue was all which, like... which sounds like those are the same thing, but they're they're different. It it was a quality whiskey for somebody who <sighs> likes those weird flavors. This uh, hits my tongue in the, just the right way. Yes, it does. It's 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 good stuff. Anyways, let's get to the episode. But before we do that, uh, all you lovely AGDW listeners. Please, if you feel so inclined, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you have not done so already. And, and also, if you don't want to, you know that that's fine too. It's your, that's li- your thing. It's we, your life. Do you do, we, we do put what you want? No pressure on anybody. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not your keeper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, um, please subscribe on whatever yes. podcast platform you're using. We release an episode every Wednesday, and if you forget. Oh, today's Tuesday or it's Thursday, and your phone would be like, "Boom, it's Wednesday," and you'll know this. There is no remembering needed because our episodes are out on Wednesday. It's, it's amazing. Just, it's just there. Another way we make your lives easier. We love just intruding into your <laughs> life into your phone and just. And also we, check out the website, which is agdwpodcast.com. Yes, lots of good stuff there. But you know what's good stuff? Cultural differences. Number? Number three. three. <laughs> Here we go. All um, right. Where do we, where do we even begin? So I'm going to begin on something that I've heard a lot of Americans say when they came to Germany. And that's just the massive amounts of smoking that you see in the country. Right. Which, um, you know, can be unfortunate if you're not a smoker because, yeah, in the U.S., Actually, it wasn't until I lived in Germany that I noticed how little smoking there actually... I mean, there's plenty of smoking in the U.S., but compared to Germany, when you go back, you're actually like, very few people smoke yeah. here. You don't see it that often. Of course, people do it, but it's just not in your face. Whereas in Germany, I, I don't know the stats, but it seems like it's a 50% lot. of people smoke. Yeah, yeah, it feels like... And also, like I know in the States, they raise the taxes on... Um, on tobacco, so made it really expensive and unappealing, where in Germany, you can get a pack for like five euro. It's crazy cheap. Yes, but so it'll have a nice picture of a, of a lung or something on it. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Um, but, but people still buy it. Yeah. People still buy it. So that's definitely one difference. Another one you'll see also is more people here uh, roll their own tobacco rather than uh, buy a pack of you know normal cigarettes. Yeah, I'd say the, the common trait is for Germany is rolling, whereas in the US it is absolutely... Pa- I remember... At least uh, in Berlin, yeah. I think in the small villages, I've never seen anyone roll. But in Berlin, you see people rolling all the time. Yeah, and but in the in the U.S., I really one time I saw, saw somebody rolling was for weed or something. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, you, I, I I can't think I saw maybe once in my life in the U.S. I saw somebody rolling tobacco. But yeah, it's, it's not a thing. It's real. I mean, I always see it in the store. You know, behind the so somebody's buying it. Someone, you know? Someone's got to be buying it, I guess. Uh, but it's just not common. Whereas, yeah, in Berlin and also when I lived in Munich and uh, Vienna and other places, it's it's. Pretty common for for a smoker, seventy five percent probably roll rather than buy packs. Yeah, so. and then here you can smoke in a lot of bars as well. It's a very different smoking culture, so take that into consideration if you are thinking of moving here. I mean, you can completely avoid the smoke if you want to. Like, yeah, sure. It's, it's not like you're gonna be. It's gonna be forced on you. Don't worry. Like you know, you're still not allowed to 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 smoke like in a line or something or or you know like they still have laws. Yeah, so. yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. This section was brought to you by Philip Morris. Uh, next one, Jeff. No. <laughs> no. 
No, don't. No, don't, screw, don't. screw Philip Morris. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't smoke, guys. Next, and this is a funny one because just on our outline, it just says handshaking slash hugs. Yes. But I think what we were referring to uh, is the kind of general way you introduce yourself to somebody in the U.S. versus Germany, right? I think, yeah, for sure, especially with people our age. Um, usually when I meet someone in the States, even now, my natural inclination is to hug somebody. I'm a, I'm a big hugger. Um, Bef- before moving to Germany, you were a big hugger or did Germany turn you into a hugger? I've always just kind of been a hugger. Okay. So like, that, was, like that was your standard. Yeah. Okay. My, that's my yeah. baseline. Um, even a str- even somebody you're meeting for the first time. Sometimes. Yeah. And unless you can noticeably see, you know, they might not want to, some people don't want to get hugged either, which you have to right. respect too. I guess it depends whether like. If it's a friend of a friend, okay, maybe a hug. But yeah. if it's a work kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, if it's a work, I'm shaking hands, of yeah, course. Okay. Um, but like if I was introduced to my friend's parents, sometimes I do a hug. Because like, oh, like you're my friend's parents. And um, where here, you would never, ever do that. Handshaking is definitely preferred. It's the standard. And I'm not going to say it's more, more one way or the other. But I, I, there's some intangible thing that I have seen of people handshaking more here than hugging. I think that's fair. I mean, we both lived here quite a long time, yeah. and I would say first time meetings, it's definitely the handshake. And I've, cause I've, so sometimes go for the hug as well, especially yeah. if it's like girlfriend's parents meeting for the first time, whatever. Yeah. I can, you can kind of see the awkward look of, or not, not like they don't like it, but they just weren't expecting it. They, right, you know, right. So I think Germans in general for first meeting um, are definitely about the handshake. But of course. If it's with friends or people that you know, Germans are, love, love hug. the hug. Yeah, they love the hug. But we're and talking about more first-time meetings. Yeah. yeah, and I think a good example as well is when I first met my girlfriend's parents, shook hands, right? But then after, I guess, know them more, I would always go in for a hug, and her mom would always go for a handshake first. And then she'd be like, oh, and she kind of put her hands out for a hug as well. Yeah, I've experienced and she realized, that a few like, times too. Oh, like, he's American. He's a hugger. And she fully embraced it, which I loved, you know. Yeah. And so now we hug all the time. But for like a year, it'd always be like, I'd see the hand coming out. And then she'd always like slide it away and go for the hug with me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think with my girlfriends, I can't remember if it was mom or dad. Uh, the first time I did the hug, I also, got, I think I got the like half handshake, half. Because yeah. uh, they weren't. Whereas I think in the state, and again, it depends on who you are and everybody's different. But in general, like in the States, if you're meeting your boyfriend, girlfriend's longtime partner, it's yeah. like, a, it's a hug, you know, usually. Cause it's almost like, oh, welcome to the family kind of a exactly, thing. Exactly, yeah. cause it's kind of like, I don't know you, but I kind of know you, I've heard stories. Like, I know, I, I know, I, I know someone around. really close with you and you're gonna be around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah it's, very, it, it's very nuanced, of course, but I don't really know what the, if there is even a cultural difference, to be honest, but I think there is. I think there is definitely more I think handshaking here. Based on what I've seen and what you've seen, yeah. handshaking is much more prevalent in Germany versus the US in terms of first meeting. I think yeah. for sure. I think we can or, say that. Or even like the, that a lot of guys do, you know, the right hand and then going in for the hug. The, I think the, that's that's both countries. The, the bro the hug. Around. Bro hug. The bro hug. Is that what it's called? The bro yeah. hug? It's like the... The above hand, the 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 upper handshake, <laughs> bring in, then half then hug, yeah, half hug. But that's kind of a thing everywhere. It is a thing, but I feel like in Germany, I would do like in the states, I'll do that with everyone I met as like a, as like a bro. But in Germany, yeah. it's always a handshake first. I would see him a second or third time. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the bro hug. <laughs> I think it's called the bro hug. I think that's the official name. Oh, okay, yeah. bro hug. Yeah. Bro hug. So, so what's next on the the list of these cultural differences? Uh, I think this one's perfect for me to cover um, because it's about <laughs> going pee-pee, and I go pee-pee yeah. very often, is uh, the public peeing options in uh, Germany, Berlin, but Germany also. Uh, they're not, they're not, there are not many, to say it lately. Yeah, I mean, 
in in the U.S. It's just I find it yeah it's just easier when you're in the middle of wherever and you got to go. There's just always a a free bathroom at a restaurant or a free this or free like like bathrooms are much more free in the in the U.S. It, it's okay to walk into a restaurant and be like, can I use a toilet, please? Especially if it's like a fa- fast food place, you don't even ask. You just walk in and you go. Right. Whereas here, A, you have to pee, or you have to, sorry, you, have to, you do have to pee. You have to pay to pee. Right. But also, as we've talked about on the show before, you go to parks, or you're just walking down the street, there's just no pub- there's public um, options. Only thing I noticed is recently, at least around here, in the past month, five public bathrooms have been installed. That's great. In random locations. Um and some that really make a lot of sense, like uh, if now if you go to even though a Warsaw Strasse, which is the party place, it's now closed. But if you go there, there is now a public uh, peeing thing. Oh wow! And, and of these five that I've seen installed around my neighborhood, all on the back side, have a free what they call a pissure. It's a it's um, just kind of like free outdoor urinals you can walk into and use for free, which are great because you know I I'm really tired of peeing in bushes, honestly. Yeah. And so yeah. Unfortunately for the for women, they have to go pay money. Because they can't go in a piss wall. I mean, I guess they could, but well, it's more. You'd have to be kind of very flexible. <laughs> yeah, get a shiwi or something. I mean, I, um, I, I get it's annoying, but for sure. But, but at least it, it's there. It, it's a safety concern. I mean, as a woman, you can't in op- the open air with everyone watching just pop a squat, especially late at night. You yeah. Know? So um, it, again, it sucks. There's no free options for them, but I, I think there's a reason behind it. You know. Exactly. So yeah, pretty much. You come to Berlin, get used to peeing in peeing in the street. <laughs> Well, not at least find a bush or something, yeah. But yeah, in Berlin, Just I mean, like a dog. Like, how many times have we been somewhere and we have to go spend ten minutes looking for a place to yeah. to pee? It's really annoying, actually. Especially right now when everything is closed. It's really no restaurants are open to even go in and be like, "Hey, can I give you fifty cents?" Yeah, so I can go pee. Nothing is open, so um, and it's it's really sad for the homeless population as well because now they have nowhere to go either. So uh, I'm hoping that they will install more eventually throughout the city because it is it is. I want to say it's a big problem here, but it is a I, no, I public would. urination is definitely a problem. If I did list the top ten things that I think are a problem in terms of daily life in Berlin, the lack of public restrooms for me would be on the top ten. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a that, huge yeah. problem. It's a big problem. Like especially you go to these huge parks like Volkspark, Friedrichshain, whatever. Yeah. These parks that on on a nice non uh, non winter day, you know, have thousands of people. No toilets. There's and then even sometimes there's one, but you have to walk 20 minutes to get there. And are these people going to do that? No. And there are bushes know. everywhere, so people just go in the bushes, and yeah. then it makes the bushes smell like piss, yeah, which is gross. not nice. Yeah, just just if you installed a few bathrooms, people would use them. I would use them. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, they allow public drinking in the parks, you know, or anywhere. Then and you got you got to put some bathrooms somewhere. Then yeah, if you go to any Berlin park, what are people doing? They're drinking beer or lemonade or whatever all day long. Yeah. They're going to have to use, each person's going to have to use restroom five times if they're there all day. So it's just like, do the math. Do you, where do you want the urine to go? Just install some. Exactly. Install some bathrooms. Come on. And you see some parks have like the areas where everyone goes pee and it's just, it's just disgusting. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that anymore. It's gross. <laughs> Let's move on <laughs> to. Um, yeah. What's next? Another trashy subject is Ooh. garbage disposals. That is trashy. It is trashy. Uh, those garbage disposals, especially the ones in the sink. Now, actually. Uh, for those that are maybe um, European, True. maybe explain what a garbage disposal is. Yes, yeah, so some, it's super bizarre. I've only seen it a few times in the States, but I know they are pretty common. Uh, a lot of, like the sink, your kitchen sink, uh, the drain at the bottom, you can throw like eggshells and like bones. Full, full carrot or whatever. A carrot, whatever you want in there. And you turn the button on and it goes like, <laughs> and it crushes everything up and puts it, 
I don't somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There's like a high speed motor with blades that it's basically so like all the stuff that you would throw in a trash in Germany or in a bio bin, whatever you put in there. You could just put them down your sink. It chops them up into little bit, bitty bits, and you go to every every home I had as a child had we had a oh, really? garbage okay. disposal. Yeah, it's it's pretty common, and at least in um, California. Yeah, so you never want to get your hand stuck in one of those because it will chew your hand up. Oh yeah, well yeah. It, note to everybody when you're when a hand is in the garbage disposal, don't turn it on. Yeah, um, but yeah, they don't exist here in Germany or in Europe at all. I don't think I've never seen one. I mean, maybe you can buy one and maybe like there's, if you're a millionaire or somebody has like, you know, maybe it's like a, this weird quirky thing you can, you can get, Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. not standard at all in Germany. So that is, that is actually a pretty big difference in terms of the kitchen for sure. True. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not here. So that, that's a little one we thought we could, uh, I don't know how important garbage disposals are to everyone listening right now, but if they're important to you. Oh, we've said things that are way less important. So. That's true. So we'll, we'll, we don't have to qualify anything we say. Okay. Come on. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> we, were, we were just talking about peeing. I mean, well, peeing is important to everybody. No, true. Yeah. Uh, maybe some people, they, you know. I think about peeing every day. That is true. Yeah. He, he has um, bladder problems. Uh, moving on. <laughs> the next cultural difference. Now, We've touched this here or there, sure. but we never really dived into the fact that there's a big difference in terms of car culture in the U.S. and in Germany. Now, yeah. now to preface that, as you know, Germans love their cars. If, if you have to list top five best car brands in the world, they're it, German. They're German. You know, like, so obviously they love their cars. And now, also Americans love their cars. Yeah. In different ways, you know, um, the it's a bit because, you know, in, in most big German cities, you are not owning a car because there's great public transportation. Whereas in the US, almost everywhere you live, except for maybe New York, etc., you have to, owning a car is a vital part of your being to get to right. work, to get to, you know, and also the way the cities are built, you know, in the US, usually all the homes, they're far away from like here, you know, the the ground floor of most buildings are shops and whatnot. So mm-hmm. you only have to walk five minutes to everything. In the U.S., if you were to walk to the grocery store, take you half an hour or more. Right. And then, and then even, you know, in the suburbs of Berlin, for example, a lot of public transportation trains go to those suburbs or at least close enough to them where you can walk home or at least take a five minute, 10 minute bike ride to the train station. Or even drive, I guess, if you have a car out there, you can drive two minutes to the train station and go right into the city. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Um and that's kind of the weird thing about it in Germany because they do have this huge, enormous car culture and car lobbying. Um, the car lobbies are like all within the government trying to do everything with them. And at the same time, you have this super green country that wants to go more towards public transportation and trains. And Well, it doesn't want to go to it's It's there. Well, it's there. It's, it's there. been there for 100 years. It's, so, it's yeah. just funny how kind of the, both these things living together in one country which is cool i think it's great you know yeah um, I, I personally would like prefer less cars but um yeah i mean and but but i mean and you, correct me if i'm wrong but if when you go up in the states especially when you're like a 16 year old you're a young guy or gal yeah um cars are a big deal or they're a oh, huge yeah. part of like of course you're getting a cooler car than your friend you're you're just the fact you finally get your car even if it is a piece of shit you're just happy to have you a drive car. your friends around it's huge because that, yeah. that that car equates to freedom exactly without it you're stuck at home yeah exactly but you know there's the big thing of you know you're working on your car you're putting the cool muffler whatever frick you're putting on and you know you know what i mean like like, the fart can on it yeah yeah exactly (laughs) but as as kids you get really into cars right which is i think in germany not not the case you know what i mean because you don't need a car especially if you live in munich berlin yeah you're 16 you're a 16 year old you can just go to a bar and b why would you take a car you could 
because you're gonna go drinking anyways. You go to take a tram, take a true, you know, take a taxi, take and you the can't subway. Drive to 18 anyways. Yeah, so I'm so it's just completely different in terms of the importance of of the car. You know, they both have car cultures, but the importance of the car to your life is way different. You know, it's much more important to an American. True, and you're you're not gonna see any um, super. I mean, in the countryside, you will a few times, but like this this culture of like uh, super lifted giant trucks or like super lowered cars people yeah. don't really do that here it's kind of like you, you won't you even buy, see a you buy the mercedes truck. and you keep your mercedes like yeah. the way it is yeah when i like maybe once every six months i'll see a pickup truck and i mean a small one oh, yeah, and, and it sticks out like a sore thumb yeah so no you will never see a lifted big whereas no. god i grew up in the mountains in california that's all you saw were trucks lifted two meters off the you know off yeah. the wheel and all this kind of crazy stuff yeah <laughs> for sure yeah so that doesn't exist here so there's a car culture it's just a very different color culture but a lot of different countries have different car cultures so that's germany's yes different countries do have different stuff yes <laughs> wow the worst uh <laughs> next one kind of similar to cars are your homes <laughs> so in, in no way so <laughs> Give me another splash here. Okay, so completely different than cars are homes, which are stationary and quite large. Yes, um, but still vital to your life. Now, what are we talking about here, Alex? These so, difference, there's, there's difference in the homes? What's going on? Huge difference in the homes in terms of, well, one, the way they're set up, uh, like bungalow, ranch, these kind of things aren't um, a thing here, that I've noticed at least. Um, houses. You, you know a lot of people that live in bungalows? It's a type of house. A bungalow is a type of... Yeah, I know, but... Not like a bungalow, bungalow, like... A type of building house is called a bungalow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the style of the homes, they are a bit different um, in, in the way they're set up, but also the building quality that are made out of are totally Not different. Not quality. They're both quality. They're both quality-ish. No, they're quality. I mean, American houses are made with wood and drywall. Yeah, which you, which you, for some reason you think is not good quality. If I can punch through the wall, it's not good quality in my opinion. Yeah, okay, but if I have to get a jackhammer just to install a cable, is that good quality? No. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he hasn't even mentioned what we're talking about. So, so German <laughs> homes, on general, are built with stone stone walls, brick, yeah. bricks, stone, and and having a home built of wood is not common in Germany. That's what, no. that's what he was trying to get to. Which, you know. Clearly, Jeff and I have very different, uh, varying opinions on this. But yeah, they, they, are, they are built differently, so... Um, if you buy a home in Germany, you are not going to have the flexibility that you have if you have an American home. Yeah, which I which I, I don't like because again, if I want to install, I move in, I buy I buy a home and I, like oh this wall doesn't have a, a a socket a plug right like it's a stone wall so like I would ha literally have to chisel out right. a channel like ten or, feet, ten feet long just to just to insert the cable into the wall and then plaster over that and it's, it's just like a huge amount of work whereas in a u.s home it's so much easier to adapt and change things if for you want, sure yeah. if you want to knock down a wall here it's really difficult if you want to hey i have a window here i like to make it into a door for my backyard also very difficult um because you know it's made out of stronger materials than the wood yeah so it definitely has its pros and cons but i do also tend to agree with you uh it is nice to be able to have the ability to change around your home yeah. when you want to you're not stuck whereas here like even if I'm renting a place and I want to do something temporary, there's no temporary. Once you drill a hole in a there, it's in stone, a there's a hole. Like, yeah. you know, so it's just. But on the plus side, you don't need a stud finder because there are no studs. It's just everywhere you drill is probably going to be strong enough because it's all solid stone. But here in Berlin, at least, because we have a lot of, at least a lot of the homes that we all live in are 100 years old. Right. 
it's such a pain in the ass. I've had times where I've gone over to our friend's uh, house to install shelves, whatever. Yeah. And depending on the wall, the type of <laughs> stone was different. So, so some walls, no matter, you could drill all day long, couldn't even get yeah, more than a millimeter through. And some are like powder. And so you, like, you, you won't even hold a shelf. Yeah. And some are, <laughs> some are in between, like, because they've been, even though all, it all looks, it's all painted over, but each wall has been modified so many times over the years that it's just a mishmash of, of stone materials <laughs> of varying degrees. And so it looks nice, but underneath it's a, it's a mess. Yeah. Absolutely. In, in these older homes, I mean. Yeah. Uh, next one, Jeff. Uh, the difference between kind of the court systems in the USA, um, and I think connected with this, the, the main difference between prisons in the USA and Germany, yeah. which is which are also uh, very different as well. Yeah, so um, just a few things on the court systems. Like, they don't release names of convicted people. It's all private because they like their, their dot and shits. Yeah, so like, even if the person's convicted, it'll say like, um, John H. Right. was convicted. Um which I don't know. I'm kind of against. I mean, if if I mean, if you kind of killed and ate somebody, I kind of want to know who you are. So you know, I guess it depends on the crime in terms of what you would want to be released. I don't know. It's all it's all very you know. Yeah, but it's like not to us. Convicted of convicted of a crime. What does it matter what you want? You know. I guess. Um, but, but but anyways, here yeah, even for really horrible crimes, I noticed that they never put the last name of the person. It's always like yeah, Max. M or I mean, even, like, even criminals deserve their privacy. And in Germany, and it, but the difference is in the U.S., if convicted of crime or charged with a crime, whatever, your whole like, life's on the, in the news. Your, it's your full name, yeah. uh, you know. And also, trials in the U.S. You can, um, if you want, you could just go and sit in the back of a trial if you True. want. True. I don't know how it is in Germany, but I'm not sure either. And and also speaking of trials, they don't have. Uh, there's no jury of your peers here. It's pretty much just a judge, and they kind of decide what's going on. Yeah, no matter the case. Yeah, and yeah. I, and um. Me and your girlfriend had a long discussion about this one time or another yes. of our varying opinions on this. I'm I prefer more the jury of your peers thing, so I'm not a huge fan of because in the U.S. in certain situations, um, uh, a judge will be the sole presider over and and, and decider of. Right. Uh, but uh, in most cases, um, you have twelve uh, randomly chosen people from the community who come and they decide on your fate, which I, in my opinion, I think is uh, better, but you know, we won't get into the whole no. nitty gritty of that right now, but, but there are definitely arguments for both ways. Just, they're just done differently. And also what's interesting, uh, life sentence in Germany, I believe is 20 or 25 years. It's weird to say a life sentence. Yeah, I know. Is 20. Yeah. And then at that point you can be released on parole, but it's all very complicated, but the prison system here is very, very different. And they they focus a lot on uh, rehabilitation and not punishment. So a lot of people they have their own cell rooms, and there mm-hmm. they can have TVs, they can have cigarettes, they can have a radio, kind of like a little apartment, like really little apartment, uh, by doing jobs in the in the um, in the, in the prison, mm-hmm. which I think is really really nice. You know, gives them something to do, makes them keeps them busy. Uh, they get a little bit of money where they can buy some luxury goods for their cell, because. The, their whole thing is that being locked away from society is the, is the punishment. Mm. And then while you're there, they want to make sure that when you are back into the real world that you can be a functioning part of society. Sure, yeah. They even have um, uh, some prisons will have classes. So if you're not German, you can learn German in prison. So when you're released, you can get a job easier. So it, it's actually, they also have like tech courses. People in prison for a long time don't know what computers are. Yeah. They learn I mean, how to use computers. I mean, so far, a lot of what you said applies to American jails as well. Because like American jails, you can also take classes and, and, and yeah. you can also 
get a TV and radio in your room and stuff. So like those aren't huge. This is kind of the same. Uh, by the way, I'm talking right now about Max Security Prison. Yeah, that's a difference. He's yeah. talking about Max, whereas that's this the stuff in the U.S. You get on good behavior, or you're like more in a minimum security white white, white collar, collar. Yeah. white collar, uh, convicted of a white collar crime. Right. Um, you know, which means non-violent crime. You know, but but he's saying this, this is somebody like, who kills 20 people. He'll still get the radio, the TV, and stuff. Right. And, um, yeah, it's it's super interesting. Um, there's a few documentaries on YouTube you can watch about it. I, I, I find it fascinating. I just find prison life fascinating. How every country has their own way of dealing with people who did crimes. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think sentencing in U.S. is much more harsh than yes. compared. Because um, I think also in Norway, I read once that their maximum sentence I think is 21 or 23 years, yeah. regardless. Only in certain circumstances they can keep you for life, but they kind of. It's kind of like a loophole where they like put you in like kind of a psych ward kind of a thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, where they, you know, so. Um, and also the, the reincarceration rate is lower here as well, which is good. That's always good. Yeah, of course. That's I always mean, a good stat. I mean, Anywhere you are, you want to see that. It's good for everybody who's not in prison because uh, you don't want people coming back out and just doing the same thing over right, again. Right, exactly. You know? So clearly something is working there. I don't know, but it's, it's just it's just a very different thing. And Sure, uh, yeah. 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 To take a look into it, there's some probably good... Uh, documentaries about prison actually not probably there are there are there some are good little five ten minute documentaries on youtube about how german prisons are yeah and i think for an american it'll be uh be i i i opening i find it fascinating i find prison generally fascinating um <laughs> doesn't everybody i know right i love just no, reading just, about prison all just the time. to see you know what what um i just find it fascinating all different countries and how they deal with people who have done you know bad things and got convicted of it and I, I just find it very, very interesting how all around the world it's it's completely different. And uh, yeah, if yeah, you want to check it out, we're all in the U.S. or Germany. We're all very lucky. There's prisons in South America where the prisoners have guns and grenades. Like I'm not joking. And uh, basically, even if you go to jail there for three years, it's a life sentence because you most likely won't make it out alive. Right. So, or in Southeast Asia, some of them are really brutal. Exactly. Um, so book Hotel K. Like so, yeah. we're all very. Or, Anybody convicted of a crime in U.S. or Germany is very lucky compared to uh, these I guess. other places. Yeah. <laughs> compared, I, I, it, no, big I, word. I, there. I'm just, but at least you know, you know. Uh, trust me, guys. Watch watch anything about these kinds of South American or Asian prisons, and you will agree. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's terrifying. Yeah. Anyways, let's go to happier subject, which is iced coffee. Jeff, you explain because I don't know what this is for. So, iced coffee uh, is not. A big thing in this country. It's getting bigger in Germany. Like I mean, I mean, coffee with ice cubes in it, obviously. Mm. Um, Sounds like we're kind of scraping the bottom of the cultural difference barrel with this one. This is big. <laughs> when you order an iced coffee it's in big... Germany, you'll be getting coffee with dollops of ice cream in it. Just because uh, in German, the word ice means ice cream. Yeah, and it, I, but and that's it also a, can mean ice. And it's a tasty so. treat. If you want ice cubes, you want ice würfel. So it's a different word. Um, but yeah, so that's a big thing. So I remember when I first moved here, I ordered an iced coffee one time and I was like, what is this? This is a delicious dessert treat. But I feel like if you went to a Starbucks here and ordered an iced coffee, you'd get the standard iced coffee. A but, Starbucks, I'm yeah. sure you would, but a lot of small cafes won't know. And sometimes I'm like, my girlfriend sometimes will order a regular coffee and then a glass full of ice cubes if they have it. Can you order a glass full of ice cubes? Yeah, she does all the time if, no. if they have ice cubes. And then she'll pour the coffee into the ice cubes because if she tells them that, like, you make a coffee and put over ice, they're like, I don't that's a weird thing. understand so what that means. If you pour hot coffee into a glass of ice cubes, ice cubes will melt immediately, so you just have watered-down coffee. Not immediately. They, they do melt quickly, but they're still, they're still there. 
Another one that I think is pretty important, Jeff, is that there are no dollar stores here in Germany. Because, because they're Euro stores. Oh, dear Lord. I was just talking about scraping the bottom of the barrel. Because they don't use dollars, do you get it? It's Euros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. I thought it was pretty funny. Okay, moving on to the real serious stuff. Yes. Um, most apartments don't have carpet that is true yeah that is a culture difference it is even houses too actually although some do my girlfriend said that she had been to some do but it's it's very not as i know in the states at least most houses i've ever ever been to have at least a room or a floor that's carpet yeah it's 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 more luxury to have the wooden floors which is here they're kind of just standard because people i don't know yeah there's yeah every apartment i've ever seen has had wood floors yeah, the worst I've seen was like a laminate floor. You know, like this, oh, like yeah. that, that fake tile you'd see back in like the 50s. Yeah, on, of course. On the, it comes yeah. in rolls and you go down. But it, but in terms of carpet, never. Very rare. Yeah. Very rare. Very rare, you know. So, yeah. So, that it sounds like, uh, that's not worth mentioning, but it is like, a, you know, it's it's a big difference. The, the carpet is scarce here. I think maybe some older homes and some villages, maybe, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what next? Now let's do yeah. Now yeah, and one thing I, I'll I'll say about uh, cables, you know, like what kind of cables? You know, to 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 plug in your radio, plug in your toaster, any any kind of pl- cable you need to plug in. You know, you need to charge your phone. You're plugging it into the wall, right? Yes. Extension cables, you know, uh, electric, that's a cable. Like, ex- you know, any kind of cable. Here. Lamp cable. Now, um, TV it, cable. Now, when you're in the U.S. and you plug something in. Now, you, when you want to remove it, yeah. we, we all grab the actual cable and just, no, the cord. And just, yeah, the cord and yeah. just yank it out of the wall. Sure. Here, all the German cables at the head of the cable, there's a there's a built-in. Uh, what would you call it? Like um, grip. Yeah, like a like a plastic like flange or something. You could take your two fingers in a pincer movement and you grab you grab this flange and you pull on the head of the plug. True. And it makes it so just you easily pull it out of the wall. Yes. You're not actually grabbing the cable like because in the U.S. The head of the cables don't have anything really to grab onto. You know, they're all smooth. There's no, there's, there's not the special built-in, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, kind of a flange. We'll, we'll put pictures in our extras page. Yeah, and, and also a lot of the, some of the cables here in Europe are uh, shaped at a 90-degree angle. Yeah, I mean, so you can get you, those in the U.S. too. If yeah. you pulled it from the wall, um, it would just break your plug. Yeah, but, uh, but anyways, it sounds... Like a stupid little thing, but that's actually very handy. This little, uh, these little, nice. these little grabbers that yeah. are on these uh, cables. Like it's and it's and something we brought up just because it's something on a daily basis. You know, you're plugging in your iPhone, you're plugging, you're you know, you're plugging, unplugging stuff. And the other day, I noticed I was like, actually, these do not exist in in the U.S. Like you're always grabbing the cable and yanking it, which is probably not uh, good for the cable or for the outlet. To yeah, be honest, true. No, right? absolutely not. Yeah, especially because those the uh, the cable the plugs in the wall in the states are. Are pretty dangerous. The ones here are pretty are safer a bit uh, because the the hole is super tiny. You can't get anything in it. Uh, like a fork can't go in to one of these plugs here. It's impossible. And uh, one final one, which yes. is very interesting. This is very interesting. Now it's it's kind of very specific to say there's a cultural difference, but uh, it's it's really not very. Specific. I mean, I guess it technically is. Yeah. Um. But uh, <laughs> the reason why it's different is because in Germany. Disabled people are provided prostitutes by the government to have sex with, whereas in the U.S. they're not. They're not. <laughs> because yeah, so, prostitution is illegal in the U.S. Yes. So. So if you listen to us before, you know that prostitution is legal here in, in Germany. And um, 
for people who have physical um, disabilities, the, you can apply to and the government can, can provide a sex worker for you, um, which is supposed to be a type of therapy for you. Um, well, no, I mean, it's, it's really a basic for me, like a quality of life thing, you know, because I mean, sexual desire is something that is inherent in ev- like almost every human being, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have some people who are maybe paraplegic, completely paralyzed, wheelchair bound, can't move, you know, like, so they don't, they don't leave the home. They have, tr- of course, trouble meeting anybody, you mm-hmm. know, to have a relationship with. And so, like, should they be damned to never experiencing a sexual experience their whole yeah. life? You know, so I think it's, it's nice that the government provides this kind of as a surface because it, it makes sense because you're provided um, emotional support in terms of therapy or whatever through your insurance. So uh, sexual support for people who need it, I think, uh, makes sense. Yeah, you know? why not really? I mean... It's weird for a tax money to go. It's like it feels weird, but at the same time, if it's helping people out, then that's the whole point, right? I'm here for it. Yeah, and I, I mean, in other countries, I've heard of stories of people kind of having, you know, to have their friends kind of organize this illegally to have a yes. prostitute or something, you know. Yeah. Um, but but uh, yeah, it's um, it's nothing to really to be ashamed about. I don't, I don't think. think so at all. Yeah. It's, just, it's like mental health, physical health, it's all all together. It is what it is. So this cultural difference is. This thing's allowed and done in Germany and in the U.S. They it is not. It is not because a prostitution is illegal and b if it was legal, uh, probably the government would not pay for. I can never imagine it happening in a million years. Yeah, but uh, so anyways, that's the big difference. Is in one place it happens, one place it doesn't. <laughs> exactly. But but I think worth mentioning. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's an interesting fun fact. So you you can take that to your friends and be like, you want to hear something cool about Germany? Here's a fact. There it is. Um, you know what else is a fact? We have Belgian owl. Whiskey. Whiskey. Excellent. Would you like a little... Yes, I'd like a little splash for this final review because my glass is empty and usually that means something. Yes, this one we've drank in... Drunk? We have... We drank a lot more of it this time than we did our last whiskey. Last one, I think... um, I barely finished the glass. Yeah, I really had to force myself. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Second round. I'm still liking it. And, you know, for a three-year-old whiskey, like, usually I don't like, the like, a young whiskey, like, six yeah. years below, but this is quite good. It's I got mean, a lot of flavor going on. I'm just going to say eight. Yeah. I'm jumping I'm, in. Screw it. I'm going eight, too. There's a lot of flavor there. Um, it just it's tastes tasty. good. I yeah. just like it. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's anything super crazy special, but I would no, say it's, it's something that I would definitely drink again, and I would definitely put it, keep on my shelf. Is it shelf-worthy? This is definitely shelf-worthy, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's Belgian. That's cool. Owl on the front. It's tasty. The packaging was great. Packaging was cool. Yeah, it comes in a cool gift pack. So, yeah. um, you know, available. No, I don't know. Available near you. We're not sponsors. I'm not going to... F- Next to the Philip Morris cigarettes. It's your local uh, uh, airport. 7-Eleven, <laughs> yeah. Get a pack of Marlboro Red and a Belgian owl with snow. And have a night. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think the taste is good. It's got a decent burn to it. Uh, it's nothing crazy complex, but I really like the whiskey. And uh, yeah, I think eight is a perfect score. Absolutely. Well done. Well, actually, perfect score is 10. So yeah, that would, be, that would be. No, but this I think is eight, eight is a perfect score. For, for this whiskey. For this whiskey. There you go. There it is. Good job, Belgium. Amber. So <laughs> actually, I think this probably, unfortunately, ends our round the world tour. Probably it go back to our, our normal... I mean, this will be good stuff, but you know, we'll get some good stuff. But you know, uh, you know, it, it's it's harder f- getting these whiskeys, you know, because they're not yes. a lot of them aren't just available on Amazon. You really got to go to specific places to get them. It's also they, so hard to think of countries like oh, Belgium. They have a whiskey. <laughs> What's another country? I don't know. 
Anyway, so we're going to go back to the scotches and irishes, but still good, interesting stuff. Hey, who knows? Maybe we'll throw in a random... A little random. Around the world here or there. I, 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 I want to thank you all who have been around the world with us on this whiskey tour. We're interested in it because yeah. we had a really good time. And you helped us go on this tour. So. Yes. Cool. How do you thank somebody for that? I don't know. Like, it's oh, hard. Just th- so. thanks, for, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Alex is wearing a shirt with flowers on it. I am. It's a nice shirt. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're wearing a shirt with three buttons. Yes. Okay. Like, you know, it doesn't go all the way. His button all the way down. Mine just, it's one of those fake that just ends providing like neck space. In case, in case you guys were wondering, Jeff has to defend his shirt and what it looks like. Anyways, thanks. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And, uh, Stay thirsty. Here we go. If you want to read more news about any country that you live in, uh, not every country, but a lot of countries. Start that over. It's it's available in like three countries. So just uh, just talk about Germany specifically. Speaking of news, if you want to get uh, news that's easily... Oh my God, I cannot talk today. Speaking of news, if you... (laughs) (laughs) Mm, mm, mm.